Hi, it's Barry Moore back with another Tactical 20 podcast. Welcome to the Active Marketer Podcast, where we talk about how to design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. You can find out all the tips, tactics, and techniques you need to get more customers and sell more stuff over at theactivemarketer.com. Now, here's your host, Barry Moore. Hi, I'm your host, Barry Moore, and this is going to be another Tactical 20 Podcast. The Tactical 20 Podcasts are all about giving you an actionable tip, technique, or tactic that you can take away and implement in your business in less than 20 minutes. Welcome to Episode 67 of the Active Marketer Podcast. This will be another in our ongoing payment series. As part of that payment series, I sent out a survey to my subscribers asking what their problems were and biggest concerns were when it comes to the arena of online payments. So in this episode, I thought I would read out some of the indicative questions uh, that kind of swept across most people that responded to the survey uh, and answer some of those questions here online. They range from kind of the beginner questions, which is great, which is exactly what the payment series is designed to address, up to some more advanced questions. So I picked out a few little representative questions uh, at all levels. So hopefully everybody can get something out of this episode. So I'm going to start out with this question. And this one comes from Deb and she says, I'm new to online payments and I'm confused as to how it all works. If I have PayPal already, why do I need a shopping cart and payment processor? What's the difference between the products and what's a necessity versus a convenience? It's a great question, Deb. Uh, And I'm not here to tell you you need any specific shopping cart. Um, I'm not here to tell you um, that you can't just get by with a PayPal button because you know darn well that you can't. But one thing I might say is don't, one, first of all, don't listen to all the hype out there. There's a lot of hype and a lot of marketing that goes into these platforms. And if you have something that's working for you, that's fantastic. Um, And if you don't need anything else, then you don't need anything else. There's no need to go looking. Um, but I will say this. I will point out a few things there is, um, one, to answer your question about payment processors, PayPal is a payment processor. Um, it's one of many out there. The other most common one online is Stripe. Uh, if you want to find out more about payment processors, you can head over to the blog. There's a whole article there, which is called The Guide to Online Payment Processors, which kind of walks you through the whole thing. But basically, uh, a payment, pr- in your case with PayPal, um, that is the shopping cart. You've got a button on your side, I'm assuming, and someone clicks that and they buy and PayPal processes the payment. So in that particular case, the cart or the button uh, and the processor are the same, but that's not always the case. Uh, A lot of times they're separate. So if you think of it this way in the real world example, if you walk into a retail store, they'll have a cash register or a till there Um, And attached to that cash register will be a little swipe machine. And if you go up and you buy something, they take your swipe machine and they run it through, they take your card and they run it through the swipe machine. And that swipe machine is what's actually talking to the bank and settling the payments, taking the money out of their account and putting the money into your account. That swipe machine is independent of your cash register. You can change banks and get a different swipe machine doesn't mean you need a new cash register and vice versa. You can buy a new cash register and still use the same swipe machine. That's how it is with shopping carts and payment processors. The payment processor really just handles the movement of money from one account to the other. In PayPal's case, it's moving it from a PayPal, one PayPal account to your PayPal account. 
If it was a credit card payment, a straight-up credit card payment, um, something like Stripe would take it off the, the buyer's account and put it into you, the seller's account. Now, as you already know, you can get by without that and just use the PayPal button. And if that's all you need, that's all you need. Um, but if you want something better, and by better meaning um, with a little bit more flexibility to it. So some of the limitations of just having PayPal is that you can only sell one product at a time. Right? You can just have a PayPal button for a particular product. They click it, they buy, boom. Um, you can't have people put multiple multiple products into a cart and then go check out and buy three or four products all at once. Um, you can't do some of the things like one-click upsells, for example, with PayPal uh, or PayPal natively without some sort of shopping cart system wrapped around PayPal. So first of all, I would say if you're thinking about a shopping cart, go back to episode 63 and listen to it. That is how you define your requirements before you go out looking for a shopping cart solution. And, and that'll save you a whole lot of time if you think um, if you think you need a shopping cart. Uh, secondly, to the point about what's the difference between what's a necessity and what's a convenience and why do you need a shopping cart? Because in a lot of instances, a shopping cart will have features that potentially can earn you more revenue. So for example, let's say you have a $100 product that you're selling on PayPal. There's a button on your site. They click it. That person buys a $100 product. If you could have a customer experience that's better than just that button on your site and an ugly PayPal payment page, a greater percentage of those customers are likely to convert. There'll be some people that are coming now, they click on the button, they go to PayPal, and they decide not to buy, and they leave, and they never come back. Um, so that conversion rate of the people who see the button to the people who complete a checkout, the better that user experience is in the checkout, the higher that conversion rate is going to be. So you want to make that process as pleasant and frictionless as possible to get someone from the sales page uh, to a completed payment. And um, that's where some of the shopping cart solutions can help that, and they can up that conversion rate, um, which would mean to more revenue to you. And some of them will have advanced features like one-click upsell. So if someone's checking out for your $100 product and you've got a complimentary product for $50, for example, you can say, hey, would you like this $50 thing with that while you're buying this $100 thing? And they say yes, and then that can lead to a cart value of $150 versus $100. Just like McDonald's when you pull up and they always ask if you want fries with that, there's a reason. They're trying to up their cart value. So shopping carts can help you do that as opposed to just a PayPal button. So there's some of the things to think about. Go back to episode 63 if you're thinking about it and do your requirements. And also have a look at the blog for the online uh, guide to online payment processors. Uh, now I'm going to jump to another question. This is from Belinda, and she says, Hey, I'm new to online payments and confused by everyone's preferred systems. Right. So tons of marketers online, tons of people with opinions, tons of people getting paid affiliate commissions. So they'll tell you that this particular product is quote-unquote best or that particular product is quote-unquote best or I prefer this one or I prefer that one. So when you hear someone say, that this shopping cart system is best, what they really mean is it's best for them. It best suits their needs. It best accomplishes what they need to get out of a payments processor. That might be completely different to what you need to get out of a payment processor. You might be selling physical items and they're just selling online items, so they don't need to 
collect addresses and uh, and all that and shipping and all that kind of stuff, uh, but you do. So their requirements are going to be very different to your requirements. So anytime you hear someone say this is the best, take that with a grain of salt. There is no quote unquote best shopping cart. There's only opinion. So I would also say to you, Belinda, uh, go back to episode 63, which talks about how to come up with your requirements for a shopping cart system or a payments platform. Um, go through your requirements first and say, I need this, I don't need that, I need this, I don't need that. Once you have that list of requirements done and dusted, ready to go, then you can go out looking for ones that best match those requirements. So there is no best. There's only the best for the person who's talking about it. Uh, here's a pretty common question from Jason. Jason says, I'm looking for something to use besides PayPal. So he's maybe one step along the process from Deb there, and he's looking to to replace PayPal. So I'm looking for something to use besides PayPal. I'd like to keep the transactions on my site, but does that mean I need SSL? What is it, and how do I configure it? If you're going to do the transactions off your own site, then yes, you absolutely need SSL. And SSL stands for Secure Socket Layer. It's just a way to encrypt data as it goes across the Internet. So that if someone were to grab, you can imagine every little piece of data flying around the Internet is a little packet of data. Uh, And since the Internet's an open architecture, it's not really that hard for someone to grab a packet of data as it flows around the Internet. They could crack open that packet of data and they could see what's inside of it. Um, So what you need to do is encrypt that data. If it has important information, you want to encrypt that data so that if someone does grab the packet and crack it open, they can't actually make any sense of what's inside of it because it's encrypted. So it gets encoded or encrypted on one end of the discussion, flies across the Internet encrypted, it gets decoded on the other end of the line. Anybody who grabs it in the middle just gets gibberish. That's what SSL does, basically. It encrypts data as it moves between different points on the Internet. If you need SSL, like if you're doing transactions on your site, you're taking people's names and their credit card numbers especially, you don't want that information flying around the Internet in open text. You need that information encrypted. So, yes, you will have to have SSL installed on your site. Um, easiest way to do that is just contact your your uh, web hosting provider. Tell them you need SSL. They'll install it on your site should be done the same day, and you're off to the races. So if you're going to do transactions off your own site, absolutely, you need SSL. If you're looking for carts, that's why that's why all these um, payment platforms like SamCart, ThriveCart, Active Relay, um, they're external platforms, which mean they handle the encryption, and you don't have to worry about it on your website. So that's why people like it so much. So you might have a buy button on your website. Someone clicks the buy button on, on your website, um, they're flipped over to, say, Active Relay's website to fill out the order form. Once that customer gets to Active Relay's website to fill out the order form, uh, Active Relay is handling all the security, all the SSL. You don't have to worry about it on your site. Once the transaction is done, then the shopping cart payment platform provider flips the customer back to your site for the thank you page or wherever they need to go after the transaction is complete, and then they're back on your site after that. So, uh, one of the benefits of going with a, a software as a service or an external car provider is that you know they they're responsible for handling all the security and all that stuff. So if you want it on your own site, as you said, yes, you'll need SSL. As far as um, incorporating payments into your own site, completely into your own site, um, 
I think one of the best platforms for that is Easy Digital Downloads. So if you just head over to easydigitaldownloads.com, you can get all the information on that. It's a very extensible platform, meaning you can plug in little bits and pieces of functionality as you need them. So you don't have to pay for the whole lot up front. If you don't need all the features, you don't need all the features. You only pay for the features that you want and the features that you use. Uh, we've got another kind of uh, concern here from David. Uh, this is a common concern. And if you've been running credit cards on subscription payments at all, you'll know what a pain in the ass this is. But his one of his big frustrations is credit cards expiring with no auto uh, card update. So someone subscribe, someone subscribed to your service. They're paying whatever ninety nine dollars a month with their credit card. Every month their credit card gets billed, um, and then as all credit cards do, it hits an expiry date, and then all of a sudden you get all these start getting all these failed transactions. So what David's talking about there is those cards expiring without um, without there being any kind of follow up process or even proactive process. To say, hey, you know, hey, Barry, your card's expiring in 30 days. Why don't you click this link and update um, update your card information? Or if the card fails, sending them a transaction fails, sending them an email with a link in it where they can update their card details. That process, the official term for that is called Dunning, D-U-N-N-I-N-G. Um, and there are some platforms that have Dunning capabilities built in. None of them work terribly well that I've seen so far. There is an external service. If you happen to be using Stripe as your payment processor, there's an external service called Stunning, and you can find them at stunning.co. That's .co, not .com. So stunning.co. Um, and they're basically a Dunning service that you can bolt onto Stripe. So if your transactions are going through Stripe, you can bolt on Dunning, and uh, sorry, you can bolt on Stunning, and that will do all your card fails and follow up and update uh, emails and, and functionality for you um, so that you don't have to do it yourself. So these um, people will have a link to automatically update their card information, uh, and it should bring back a lot of failed transactions. It's uh, worth its weight, uh, certainly worth what you pay for it if you have a lot of transactions going through. And one last question we'll talk about is kind of getting into the more complex uh, kind of areas. This one comes from Julian. And Julian says his biggest issue is finding a cart system that will integrate with ActiveCampaign, uh, support intelligent Facebook pixel events at each stage of the cart process, and give meaningful reporting uh, and, be, uh, and be a good mobile experience as well. So it's a big ask there. That's kind of like the holy grail uh, of shopping carts. So uh, let's let's knock those off a few at a time. So first of all, we need to get it to integrate with Active Campaign. Um, there are several carts that do that really well. We'll talk about a couple of them in a minute. Um, then we need to support intelligent Facebook pixeling events. Uh, and if you're not familiar with that, what he's talking about there is uh, having a Facebook pixel at various pages in the checkout process so that we can group people into custom audiences on Facebook and we can follow them up. So say they come and they buy the, they come to our sales page and our, our checkout page, but they don't actually buy. We can put them into a custom audience and then run ads to them on Facebook later if they didn't buy, trying to bring them back and get them to buy. Right. Um, so we need to tell Facebook whether this person's bought or not, or whether they've seen our sales page or not. So you can put pixels into your checkout process. 
Or ideally, you can put Facebook pixels into your checkout process to let us know that that step's happened. So, hey, step number one, they saw our sales page. Step number two, they went to our payment page. Step number three, they got to our thank you page, which means the transaction was completed by if they got to the thank you page. So we've got three different audiences there. Someone who's seen the product but not gone to the checkout page, someone that's seen the checkout page but not purchased, and then someone who's gone all the way through and purchased. Now we can run different ads, potentially to, to different those different groups on Facebook, um, bringing them back to different stages of the sales cycle. So if they haven't, you know, if they've looked at the product but not gone to the payment page, we want to might want to run a longer campaign on, on Facebook to educate them about how great the product is. Um, if they've hit the payment page, but not checked out, we might want to run an immediate campaign to try and get them back, an abandoned cart campaign to get them back to the checkout page. Um, then if they have bought, we might run a little Facebook page to try and get them to share some content uh, with their audience. We might um, try and run some ads to upsell them to another product or cross-sell them to another product. So um, so we're talking about, one, integrating with active campaign. Two, being able to put Facebook pixels uh, into your checkout process. And then three, being um, mobile friendly. And then four, having good, good reporting. So that's pretty much the, the whole matzo there. There's not much left. So um, I would say as far as the active campaign friendly bit goes, there's only a handful of products that would even come close to satisfying this criteria. Um, as far as active campaign friendly goes, the Hands down, the best shopping cart that integrates the most deeply with Active Campaign is a, a relatively new product called Active Relay. Uh, and you can also add Facebook pixels uh, to your checkout pages there as well. They are mobile friendly uh, and um, they do have good reporting. The only drawback to Active, Active Relay at the time of recording now is that it's a very new product. So it's not, um, they haven't finished building out their feature set yet. Um, so some of the cooler features of the, the bigger cart platforms or the cart platforms that have been around longer uh, aren't yet in Active Relay, but I do know the, um, the founder, Dan, and we've had him on the show, um, and I know he's got big plans. So um, I would say that one integrates the best with Active Campaign. If you want to find out more, you can go back and listen to episode 64 of the podcast where we uh, have a, a dedicated session with Dan there talking about Active Relay. Um, then there's two other carts that integrate quite well with Active Campaign, and they both will give you Facebook pixeling, uh, some decent reporting, and a decent mobile experience. One is Sam Cart. Um, and if you go to episode 65, we use an episode with Scott Moran where we talk about Sam Cart. Again, you can uh, integrate with Active Campaign. You can put pixels on your pages. Um, mobile experience is pretty good, and the reporting is very good. Um, the other one that's just in the wings now, and if you head to the show notes for this episode at active uh, theactivemarketer.com, theactivemarketer.com forward slash 66, I'll have a link to it. There's a new cart platform on the uh, uh, just on the horizons. I've been in the beta for a long time now, uh, and they're just opening to the public now. So by the time this recording goes live, they may be open to the public, but there'll be a special link in the show notes at any rate where you can get in even if um, they're not open to the public when this goes live. Uh, this one's called Thrive Cart. Uh, and the great thing about Thrive Cart is they've been spending a long time on the development 
I think I got in in February last year, and I'm recording this in October. So it's been a good eight months in development since uh, I first got my hands on it. Really feature-rich platform, very feature-rich platform. Um, you can pixel uh, your pages. Uh, it has good reporting, and it integrates well with Active Campaign. So um, one of the unique things about their integration is most of the integrations with other providers, you can specify a list you want someone to join, and then the tags you want to, them to have as they join the list. Um, whereas in Thrivecart, you can actually put people straight into an active campaign automation. So you can say, when someone buys, add them to this automation. Uh, or when someone abandons the cart, add them to this automation. Um, so uh, it's not necessarily better. It's just kind of different. Um, either you, know, you can specify a list in tags, or in Thrivecart's case, you can go straight into an automation. Um, so Active Relay, Thrive, Samcart, and Thrivecart. Um, Thrivecart is going to be pretty feature-rich as well. Again, they're a pretty new platform, so they don't have everything built out. Uh, but again, Josh, the founder, we're trying to get him on the show as well. Um, I know he's got some big plans for that platform as well. So those are the three that integrate best with ActiveCampaign by far. Um, some other ones uh, like SendOwl will do some decent integration, um, but they're not anywhere near as feature-rich, and they'll nickel and dime as you move up. So, again, to summarize, there is no best platform out there. There's only the platform that best suits your needs. So make sure that you know what your needs are before you go searching for any software platform, not just a shopping cart, but any software platform at all. And if you want to go back to uh, episode 63, we talk all about how you can come up with those requirements. If you want to find out more about payment processors, go to the blog and you will find the guide to online payment processors there and we'll walk you through exactly how it all works, what are the best payment processors out there, um, which ones you should think about using, etc. So that's this week's Tactical 20 episodes. Some questions from the listeners. We'll be back next week uh, where we're talking about one of the more traditional kind of shopping carts platforms. So far, we've been talking about more kind of online marketing platforms where you're selling digital products or events or subscriptions. Uh, but what about physical products? What if you have an online store selling physical products? Next week, we'll be talking about Shopify. Um, so come back. Make sure you come back for that episode. And I'll see you next time. All right, that's our Tactical 20 podcast for this week. If you have any questions or any topics you'd like to see covered on future Tactical 20 podcasts, you can always send me an email at barry, B-A-R-R-Y, at theactivemarketer.com and let us know what you'd like to see. Also, if you head over to the show notes um, for this episode and just leave a comment or leave a comment in any of the episode show notes, Tell us what you'd like to see, and we'll make sure we cover it on an upcoming episode. So get out there and design, automate, and scale your business to the next level using sales and marketing automation. See you next week, everybody. Thanks for listening to the Active Marketer Podcast. You can find the show notes and all the latest marketing automation news over at theactivemarketer.com.